0: Welcome to Wednesday. Of course, it's a wellness Wednesday on the Pure Palka podcast. Dr. Mike Roizen will be stopping in a little bit later. We can get our weekly health update from Dr. Royzen. how we can be healthier and live longer and live better and all that good stuff. He's the guy behind the Great Age Reboot. So you have to be here for that. It's required and it's important. Uh, I have many things on my list today. We'll do updates on, on what's happening with the Nashville mass murderer, the transgender Nashville mass murderer. And, and I have a question I posed on Twitter. What is on the death certificate of the person who killed those three children and three adults where it says gender or sex? I don't know what it is. I haven't seen the death certific- Certificate. But what did the coroner put there? And I go back to the the, um, very interesting post that's been on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, several different places. If you took 100 people, 30 men and 70 women, and brought them to an isolated island, which has everything you need to survive, and you put them there. In 100 years, you'd have a thriving society. But if you brought 100 people to the same island, 50 of them men and 50 of them transgender women, meaning biological men who believe are pretending to be women, in 100 years, you'd have 100 skeletons of men. And that's where we are on this story. And I love watching the media get so confused over how to report this story. So they're pivoting away from the trans topic to get to the gun topic, which again is causing them problems because the transgender movement is trying to get a lot of trans people to buy guns interesting now the second amendment suddenly becomes important to these people isn't that fascinating suddenly they found the second amendment and I'm all for everyone who is legally allowed to own a firearm legally allowed to exercise that right and protect yourself and learn how to operate that firearm, learn how to clean it, learn how to shoot it accurately. What I'm worried about are the people like the idiots over at the Young Turks who are telling uh, trans-Americans, just go and get guns, because they, they want to start a fight, I think. They, they're lunatics. Here is Jenk uh, Yugier, who I don't know why he can call himself a Young Turk anymore. I think he, he's well past being considered young. I'll be a little bit of a hypocrite here, but it's not.
1: I'll explain why I'm saying it. I don't like guns. I would ban assault weapons in a second. We can go on and on about the gun control that we need in this country. And I always tell people don't get guns, it'll make you less safe. I'm gonna make an
0: exception here for trans people. They're actually in danger. They have had hundreds of laws passed against them. They have right wing media ginning up fear against them 24 7. They are targeted more than any other group in America. And if anyone should get guns, it should be trans-Americans, okay? Because I'm worried for them. I'm worried that the right-wing lunatics are going to attack them as they have over and over again. And by the way, it's not just right-wing lunatics. Other people attack trans folks as well. Huh. Interesting that we listed yesterday all of the mass shootings that have been committed by trans people or non-binary individuals and this guy's out there telling everybody that oh it's these right-wing lunatics that are going to attack trans people no you're wrong sir you're also uh, not young so you really shouldn't be allowed to call yourself the young turk anymore i'm just saying that's it's not correct it's not honest it's not truthful just terrible yeah They used to have a show on MSNBC, and I think they got thrown out. So Um, yesterday, Joe Biden said some things that were, A, stupid, B, not true, C, also misleading, mischaracterizing. Uh, For example, uh, Mr. Biden telling people they can't have flamethrowers. You know, he's out there on his push to ban assault weapons. But he also wants to ban flamethrowers, which you can have.
2: You're not allowed to go out and own an automatic weapon. You're not allowed to
3: own own a machine gun. You're not allowed to own a flamethrower. You're not allowed to own so many other things. Why in God's name do we allow these weapons of war on our streets and at our schools?
0: Well, you can actually own a machine gun. You just have to go through a very intense and expensive licensing and permitting process. But for all intents... In most intents and purposes you can't own a machine gun that's that's true and i don't have a problem with that but the uh the weapons of war comment and the the flamethrower thing is someone who owns a flamethrower called not a flamethrower from elon musk's company joe's wrong there. perfectly legal to own and the air 15 is a great rifle it just looks scary That's why Joey and his pals want to get rid of it. That's why they want to outlaw it. And why didn't he do something about that when um, he had the House and the Senate under his control? Why? You had it, Joe. You could have done something. You chose not to. You wanted to use it for the 2024 campaign. So that's what's going on there. Uh, Joe was asked yesterday, and it's kind of hard to hear, but if you pay attention, I think you'll hear it. Joe was asked yesterday if the attack at the Covenant School in Nashville was an attack on uh, Christianity and Christians, which, you know, Senator Tom Cotton brought that up. And I, I can't wait till we get the manifesto because we'll learn more of the motive of the individual who killed those six people. But uh, Joe Biden had a very strange, and I think totally offensive, reaction to that question about was this an attack on Christians?
1: Sir, do you believe that Christians were targeted
0: in the Nashville school shooting? Do you believe that Christians were targeted?
3: I, I have no idea. Josh Holy believes they were. What do you say to that? Well, I president. probably don't. Then. You probably don't <laughs> no, know. I'm no, I have no idea.
0: So I misidentified. It was Josh Hawley, Senator Josh Hawley, not Tom Cotton. Senator Hawley suspects and believes this might have been an attack on Christians. And Joe Biden's default position is, well, if it's a Republican, I disagree with it. And then he chuckles. He chuckles. It was less than a day and a half after those kids were killed. And Joe's chuckling about it, but he has no idea. He has no idea how accurate that statement is. He has no idea on so many things. This story continues to unfold. I wish it would unfold a little bit faster. As I said, I think we definitely need the manifesto to be released. I hope they release it. Meanwhile, Joe's out making appearances trying to sell his budget and more spending to drive inflation higher and crush our economy, all in the name of what he calls fairness. And one of the things that Joe keeps lying about is this uh, Social Security, Medicare lie. Joe Biden, for years, has been, when he was in the Senate, has been advocating for changes in benefits in Social Security. We go back to 2005, and Joe Biden said something like this.
1: Raising the cap, raising the retirement age for people who are now 30 years old, raising uh, um, uh, the, uh, the tax on Social Security, cutting benefits. Uh, they're all things that have to be discussed, quite frankly.
0: Yeah. So what happened? What happened, Joe? Joe was talking about raising the cap. That means raising the uh, the level at which income can be hit with Social Security taxes raising the retirement age just for people who are 30 not for the people who are close to retirement we're talking people who are three and a half decades away if you're 30 and under we're going to maybe extend that because you'll work longer you'll live longer social security needs honesty in the discussions of a how we fund it and then b how we repay those investments people made into their social security fund. You also need to know it's never, never been the idea of social security to be your sole retirement income. It was supposed to be just to help, but too many people thought it was going to be their complete retirement and didn't save. You need to do both. You pay your social security, And you need to also put your own retirement fund away and that just takes a little discipline but joe biden's been saying this now since at least 2005 cutting benefits must be considered must be considered and you know what cnn is even catching on yeah cnn this happened on cnn
4: Biden is attacking and the White House are attacking Republicans for positions that he once held uh, on Social Security.
0: Uh, By the way, it's Andrew Kaczynski, the K-file guy on CNN, saying that Biden's attacking Republicans for positions he held at one time.
4: We just heard that clip where he talked about wanting to raise the retirement age uh, in the 1980s. Uh, That's something he said repeatedly, but it actually goes beyond that. Take, for instance, his attacks on uh, Rick Scott and this sunset legislation now sunsetting basically means that uh, a program will get authorized for something like four years and then if, if it's not reauthorized uh they don't fund it anymore that's hence where the term sunset comes from now biden introduced a bill in 1975 that did the exact same thing It sunset all federal legislation without exemptions for social security uh and medicare and what's interesting about this is biden's bill to do this this sunset legislation was the first ever of its kind. We just saw on the screen uh, where he was basically boasting about uh, how he sort of almost invented this concept of of sunsetting uh, at the federal level.
0: So Joe Biden, back in his early days in the Senate, was the innovator who brought the idea of limiting all federal programs, including Social Security. He brought that to the Senate in the 70s again in the 80s, and talked about it again in 2005. Where is the mainstream media telling everyone what a liar this guy is? Where are you? Do your damn jobs. It's insane. You know what else was insane? If you were watching any of the hearings with the... um, Secretary Mayorkas, the Homeland Security Secretary Mayorkas, who just doesn't answer a question or just tries to deflect. Yesterday, um, Josh Hawley was asking the secretary, has there been a surge of Chinese nationals at the border? And, you know, are they communists?
1: Let let me ask you about about the, the Chinese nationals. Who we all saw coming over the border, busloads of them, and then being released in the American interior. What's the what's the percentage increase of Chinese nationals who cross the border this year, Mr. Secretary? Let's just focus on maybe the Rio Grande Valley uh, sector. The
3: number of the the number of Chinese nationals encountered at our southern border uh, has increased significantly. Do you know how much over the past? I don't have the precise. precise
1: I do. It's not. It's nine hundred percent just in the Rio Grande Valley sector. Are any of Are any of these people who came in this bus, these Chinese nationals, members of the Chinese Communist Party? I can answer
0: that for you, Mr. Secretary. They all are. Everybody who's living in China and has the wherewithal to get here and then try and sneak into our country, they're all members of the Chinese Communist Party. The ones who are coming in legally and trying to become American citizens, they're not. They denounced it. Let's see what Mayorkas has to say. Um, Senator,
3: if an individual presents a national security or public safety threat, we detain them during the pendency that's of not their-
1: qu- But that's not what I asked. I asked if they're members of the CCP.
3: During the pendency of their removal proceedings. Are, so, are
1: any of these individuals members of the CCP? So I think there's indeed, about 70 who came on this if, bus.
3: If indeed they are determined to be a national security threat or a threat to public safety, we detain them pending- their removal proceedings
1: so were any of these individuals detained or were they released into the I don't the country? I
3: don't have uh, awareness of that particular group of individuals um, and so you don't know they, if they any of
1: them prefer- were members of the CCP or actually you do know you just won't say
3: I, I don't know from the photograph senator to whom but surely you
1: know about the folks who you, you've read this report you're the secretary of Homeland Security you're aware of these individuals were any of them members of the Chinese Communist Party coming into this country
3: senator you're providing me with a group of individuals without names identities or so you're not
1: familiar with this incident that was widely reported on at the southern border don't you think it's strange that we have busloads of chinese nationals coming across our southern border i'm asking you from a hostile country i'm asking you if they're members of the chinese communist party and you won't you don't know apparently
0: he won't answer they're laughing at us they're absolutely laughing at us, the democrats And this is why 2024 is going to be more important than ever. Mayorkas is also, while he's being grilled, is also telling people that he's all behind the ban of an assault weapon. I wonder if he can define what assault weapon is.
3: Mr. Secretary, do you agree with the president that we should ban the private ownership of assault weapons in America?
0: Of course, that's the great Senator John Kennedy from Louisiana asking the question. Senator, I do. What is an assault weapon?
3: It is, for example, an AK-47. Can you give me a definition other than just pointing to a specific weapon? Would there be other weapons besides an AK-47 you would ban? Uh, There uh, uh, very well are. And I remember when I was a federal prosecutor uh, in the Central District of California from September 25th, 1989 to I believe it was April 2001. And I thank you uh, for your all service, of the, but if you all could the answer law enforcement, question. the question. The vast majority of law enforcement officers, uh, leaders uh, with whom I worked uh, uh, were uh, greatly in support of the assault weapons Mr. ban. Chairman, because you know of, why we get so frustrated with you? Because you won't give straight answers. I think I just did. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. Do you have a a definition of an assault weapon? Uh, I am confident there is a technical definition of what is an assault weapon, uh, and it was uh, assuredly used uh, in the context of the statute that previously existed banning assault weapons.
0: Maybe you should have learned that and remembered it before you endorsed a ban on something without knowing what you're banning they are laughing at us i believe it Uh, laughing and smirking at us so frustrating so irritating our country is being eroded before our very eyes we talked yesterday about how um, matt taibbi the guy who was one of the journalists entrusted with the Twitter files to look at them. And he's a liberal. He's a guy who calls himself an ACLU-type liberal. He's a guy who's won awards for his journalism. He's written books. And now he's testifying in front of congressional hearings about what was done using Twitter's power in conjunction, in collusion, intentionally chosen word, with the Biden administration, with the Democrats, with the Democrat campaign for Joe Biden to make sure that the elections went the right way, to make certain that the Hunter Biden information from the laptop was suppressed. The fact that Mr. Taibbi had a visit from an IRS agent, coincidentally, there are no coincidences, on the day he was testifying is meant to be a warning. And I go back to the, one of the early posts that I made when I worked for TheBlaze.com. One of the big stories that we broke nationally at TheBlaze.com and even Huffington Post linked to my story crediting the work that we did in reporting on the IRS weaponization of its power against conservative groups like the 912 Project and Tea Party people all around the country. What did the IRS do before they would give them their nonprofit status? The IRS buried them in paperwork. Most times, these were tiny organizations, grassroots groups, that were looking for basic conservative values to be returned to our government. They were volunteers, people who held other jobs to keep their lives going. And they were fed up with the impositions by the Obama administration. So they started forming local groups to try and get conservative candidates elected. And what did the IRS do? Every time, one, mostly every time, one of the applications for a nonprofit status came in, they absolutely buried them with paperwork requests that would prevent them from doing anything other than filling out paper and sending it back. And finally, after it got exposed, the IRS had to admit what was going on and they paid millions in settlements. That's not what those groups wanted. They didn't want money from the government. They wanted the freedom. They wanted the freedom to stand up and try and get conservatives elected. And now here we are again, and it's happening again. But here's the irony. The press that didn't really tell the whole story last time, the press is now the target because you have Taibi, and you wonder how many others who worked on the Twitter files will be under the microscope of the IRS. I think they're laughing at us. Uh, Let me give you another example, Washington, D.C. There's a um, city council chairman named Phil Mendelson. He's a Democrat. He was appearing in front of a committee to discuss crime in Washington, D.C. This is a House committee. Representative James Comer was uh, addressing some of the crime. And just listen to the stats. We have a tall task today examining D.C.'s failures. The crime statistics alone are shocking. According to the DC Metropolitan Police Department, carjackings in the district have increased 105% compared to this time last year. 56% of these carjackings are committed by juveniles. Total property crime is up 28%. Homicides are up 37% since 2019. Just days ago, 14 men were shot in 10 separate incidents within a 27-hour span in Washington, D.C. D.C. clearly has a crime crisis. Yes, it does. And we didn't even bring up the fact that one of Rand Paul's staffers was stabbed. He's going to live. He's going to survive. But he was stabbed brutally by a guy that was just let out of prison the day before, a guy who has a violent past. But the D.C. Council Chairman, Phil Mendelssohn doesn't think there's a crime crisis. I know this belies to common belief, and when it comes to crime, how people feel is important,
3: but there is not a crime crisis in Washington, D.C.
0: Uh, wh- wh- what? 56% of the carjackings, ch- carjackings, I can't even get it out, it's so stunning. 56% of the carjackings that are up 105% are committed by juveniles. So your carjackings are through the roof, more than doubled in the second year of the Biden administration. And now their kids are in there. Property crime up almost 30%. Homicides up 37%. There is a crime crisis in Washington, D.C. And the criminals, well, the ones in suits and ties that we're paying, are trying to tell you there's nothing wrong. There's nothing going on there. And, and why do we believe this crap? Well, because they're trying to distract us. I believe, I truly believe we have to watch what the other hand is doing. They're not telling us the truth on so many levels. I, I also have to play something for you. I noticed yesterday, I watched The Five. I think it's a great show except when Geraldo's on, and I want to Elvis my TV. But uh, on the 5 yesterday, the resident Democrat du jour, Jessica Tarlov, said something that was very revealing. They were talking about the viability of Joe Biden as a candidate, and Tarlov saying, hey, you know, don't don't fall asleep on Joe Biden, even though he might fall asleep on you. Uh, But uh, she was saying how we may have underestimated him. In the last election and in the midterms, but that's when she said this.
4: I've said it before. I'll say it again. Republicans underestimate Joe Biden at their own peril. This is what they thought in 2020. It was going to be no problem. He's a basement dweller. Uh, you know, corn pop wasn't even real. He ended up being real. He's got no policies. Whatever, he wins.
0: Wait, what was that? What was that last part
4: there? This is what they thought in 2020. It was going to be no problem. He's a basement dweller uh you know corn pop wasn't even real he ended up being real
0: corn pop ended up being real when did i miss that memo corn pop ended up being real is that true can somebody verify that can somebody in the back room please look that up corn pop is real why doesn't corn pop have a show on msnbc if corn pop is real We need to see corn pop. We need to see corn pop every damn day. Wow. That's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Also, unbelievable. A couple of unbelievable stories out there. It looks like the Washington, whatever we're calling them today, I guess they're called the Commanders now. The Washington Commanders uh, have a $6 billion offer to purchase them. $6 billion. Um, I don't want another stadium built using city money. If someone's got that kind of money to purchase a football team or a baseball team or whatever, soccer team, build your own damn stadium. No more money from the people. And you can, you can, I'm not even going to get started, but build your own damn stadium. The other story that caught my attention is kind of interesting. Uh, the woolly mammoth meatball story, an Australian company has grown lab grown meatballs, meat that they turned into meatballs using some of the cells, I guess, harvested DNA from woolly mammoths. I would taste it. I absolutely would taste it. Would you? Lab grown food. It's getting approved by the FDA. We'll talk to Dr. Royson about that when he gets in here shortly. And um, I have to get Dr. Wendy Patrick on the phone, too, our lawyer friend. because we have to talk about the Gwyneth Paltrow trial. The Gwyneth Paltrow trial. She's on trial accused of hitting a guy on the ski slopes and then skiing away and then running off in her private jet. And uh, this guy's saying that ruined his life. I think he might have been a doctor, a dentist or something. And uh, her lawyer was asking insane questions of Gwyneth Paltrow the other day. And I just don't know how this is uh, normal in a courtroom. May
4: I ask how tall you are? I'm just under 5'10". Okay, I am so jealous. I have to wear four inch heels just to make it to 5'5". You're
0: small but mighty. (sighs) Actually, you're not that small. I want to talk with you about the counterclaim. And he has deterred you from enjoying the rest of what was a very expensive vacation.
4: Well, I lost Half a day of skiing. Okay, and I'm assuming, and you're under oath here,
0: <laughs> that you're a good tipper. <laughs> yes. Okay. I've not watched this trial, and maybe I need to now because it sounds like it's entertainment. I assume you're a big tipper. What in the hell is going on in that courtroom? I have to get Wendy in here. Well, maybe we'll get her on tomorrow. Uh, we'll see. We shall see. I'm gonna take a quick break. When we get back, Dr. Michael Roizen from the Cleveland Clinic, this week's discussion of how you can live younger, longer, health, and all of the right things we should be doing. I have to ask him about that E. coli outbreak too. There was a huge recall of beef. Hmm, he doesn't like it when we eat red meat, but this one's one I have to ask. All right, we'll do that next on the Pure Opelka podcast. Our friend, Dr. Michael Royzen is with us. Time to talk about health and wellness and how you can take control of your health from a genetic engineering standpoint and turn back the clock. Dr. Roizen's new book, The Great Age Reboot, will help you and it'll help you get on the way. And he also helps us out with uh, the... Uh, the latest research in the medical world. And he's with us again. Hello, my friend.
2: It's a privilege to be with you, Michael.
0: Yeah, and you got the better of me last week. All my golf buddies were going, Boy, Royce got you uh, never on the track. I said, I know, I know. He's like that. That's, that's uh, I can't blame him. But um, I, I, uh, I'm not ready to do that segment this week. What a shock. But I do have a lot of questions over this week's research doc. And one of them is on the heels of a report of a ground beef recall that's across a lot of states in the Northeast and the, and the Midwest over possible E. coli contamination. And now you're saying that E. coli uh, might also be causing uh, UTIs? Uh, is that u- urinary tract infections?
2: Yeah. Now, let's separate it out. E. coli normally lives in beef and in your intestine. And they're normally nice species and they play nice. But it turns out that some E. coli in beef emits a toxic byproduct that can cause kidney damage and even death and sepsis. And that's why the beef recall, hmm. that's a strain that is not welcomed by our bodies. Okay. And- Another problem is the they found that urinary tract infection, it was always thought that the major problem with it, if you will, was that we uh, contaminate our urinary tract with um, poop. That is, our urinary tract somehow gets the, and that's why it's more common in women than men, they have a much shorter urinary tract uh, than men do. Men have a longer, what's called urethra, from the bladder to the outside than women do. And that's why women were thought to get many more urinary tract infections. But now that we can genetically type what infections are occurring, it is E. coli in meat, common in meat, beef, pork and chicken that are undercooked, that tend to be a causative agent in urinary tract infections. It's not only ones that are common to you normally. So normally we have E. coli, as I said, but And one strain can produce this very toxic thing. That's why the beef recall is on. But a number of other strains uh, produce urinary tract infections more commonly. And that's a new finding. How do you get rid of it? You cook your beef, pork, or chicken to 165 degrees. So simple solution, make sure you cook it. If you have a meat thermometer, stick it in the old chicken or beef or pork. Make sure it's 165 degrees on that old meat thermometer, on the old temperature thermometer for uh, meat products. That should be with, uh, by the way, it should be with salmon and ocean trout and fish as well. You're out. How do you prevent that from happening? Well, you ask for it cooked medium rather than it cooked rare
0: okay that's great advice doc um let me ask you a question is this a sign that the e coli is kind of evolving and branching out and uh taking over different territory no
2: okay it's it's a sign that we're learning more about e coli and genetically typing
0: okay i i thought that uh utis urinary tract infections were um, also resolved by drinking a lot of cranberry juice Uh, this kind of uh, uti requires a little heavier medication
2: you know diluting them out and acidifying with cranberry juice works very well for many urinary tract infections But you don't want to play around with them because it's actually a leading cause of severe sepsis Mm. so if you've got one yeah yeah get a little antibiotic you know a three-day or one-day antibiotic is a very good thing for this
0: okay all right well uh, this is uh, great advice and interestingly enough it it runs parallel with the news of this beef recall that might be causing e coli in some parts of the country so pay attention on that one and check your store and check online i will post a link to that story as well doc we talk about processed foods being bad for us and this week you have the uh the phrase ultra processed foods are those like really really bad for us and what are they
2: <laughs> anything anything with five names you can't pronounce on the label <laughs> that doesn't that isn't natural and it's in a box is ultra processed that's right and it's usually got flavors and sugar and uh maybe three forms of sugar because it what it is when it's ultra processed what it means it's very artificial
0: and that's bad for us and it's worse than well, just it, regular it's process addictive.
2: it's addictive because what they put in it is sugar saturated fat and salt three things we're addicted to and then they have a whole bunch of flavors and cinnamon and other things in it that uh make us want it and smell it and love love everything about it, except it doesn't love our bodies. So remember the rule on eating is eating is like a marriage. You wouldn't marry someone who's trying to kill you every day. You shouldn't eat food that's trying to kill you every day. Ultra processed and processed foods are trying to kill you every day. You want food that you love and that loves your body back. You may love french fries, but they're trying to kill you. It's like a husband or a wife who's trying to kill you every day. You wouldn't do it and you shouldn't do it. You may love avocado and that loves you back. You may love salmon and that loves you back. You know, there are a whole bunch of foods that love you back and there's no reason not to go for those.
0: That's great, great thinking there. Uh, Doc, I'm probably gonna step in it on this one and get myself in trouble. But um, I, I'm, I'm a carbon copy of my late father, and people say it all the time when they see pictures of me. They're like, my God, you look just like him. And I always say, thank you. Uh, but a friend of mine 40 years ago said, hey, if you meet a girl, make sure you take a look at her mother because that's what she's going to look like in 20 or 30 years. And now you have this story about BMI and uh, fat mass tightly associated between mothers and daughters. Is that kind of the same thinking?
2: Uh, I don't know that it's the same thinking. But what we know is that when a mother is obese during pregnancy, six to nine years later, her kids are obese. Really? And we think that is with a very high I mean, it's like an 85% uh, and we think that's turning on the switches that determine the genes. In other words, how much you eat and et cetera is controlled by switches that turn your genes on or off. And once you start, as you know, once you start eating sugar, you like sugar and what you're doing is turning on a gene that says, hey, I'm going to release some more dopamine when you eat sugar and you get addicted to it. Well, apparently, you turn on that gene in your child in utero if you're overweight and have that tendency. That turns on a similar gene that makes your child more likely, much more likely to be overweight.
0: Can the kid be aware of that and work to turn off that switch by changing diet and lifestyle?
2: Uh, that wasn't addressed in this in this study, but has been addressed in others. And the answer is yes, but it's much more difficult. Meaning if you are, are obese during pregnancy, your child is much more likely to be obese the rest of their life too and that's cuz you've turned on a switch and it makes it much tougher for them to stay thin.
0: Wow, and that's why I said- Now
2: it's all about changing the genes back to their original factory settings, not the genes, but the switches that control your genes and maybe in 5 to 10 years we'll know a simple drug that will be able to do that that'll be inexpensive and be able to reverse that switch. But for now, we don't have it.
0: This is why the name of the book makes sense, though, The Great Age Reboot. It's like rebooting your computer and resetting that memory and getting it back to the factory settings so that maybe you can get healthier or or at least avoid the mistakes that were programmed in while you were percolating inside your mother.
2: That's exactly right. Boy, you're so smart,
0: Michael. I pay attention sometimes. Doctor, let me ask you one more question here. Uh, Number 11, walking and talking at the same time, aging brain may make it tougher. Uh, So when I'm out walking around, if someone's yammering as we're walking around the neighborhood or on the golf course, uh, can I tell if their brain is failing by how they're talking or how they're breathing heavily?
2: If, If they can't do it anymore very well then their brain is failing and aging. So meaning you should be able to talk and walk at the same time. And how do you prevent the decline? That's speed of processing games, which teaches your brain how to do two things at the same time. And all it takes is 18 hours of practice over 10 years. So uh, two hours a year of practice and you prevent the decline in Inability to walk and talk at the same rate as you did younger when you were younger,
0: and that also helps the brain stay healthier and and younger. And,
2: and that's how to prevent the decline. That's right. You're keeping your brain young.
0: I always ask my golf buddies, "What you have in the last three holes?" You know, as we <laughs> as they're getting ready to make a crucial putt. Hey, what did you did you have a three on the last hole, or did you have a four?
2: Oh, that's cruel, Michael. Well, that's cruel.
0: I'm just trying to keep them younger, Doc. I'm trying to help them. I'm a helper. Actually, I thought
2: it was trash talking.
0: There's a bunch of trash talking on the course, too, <laughs> as you might expect. Uh, Dr. Royce is with us and generous with this time almost every week, and we appreciate him. You, to stay healthier and to kind of reboot your system and get yourself younger, you need to go to the greatagereboot.com. Greatagereboot.com, that's the book. Get the apps. Get to work on yourself. And Dr. Royzen, we will uh, we'll get back to it again next week.
2: I look forward to it. Thanks.